So last week, we talked about being God's beloved. And, and the main idea was that you are God's beloved. And that's the main idea tonight is you are God's beloved. And I gave you an application last week. I said, claim it. And one of the ways I wanted you to claim it was by reading scripture. So we gave you these little note cards for you to read them and read it. So get one, read it every single day and claim it. Let that truth sink into your heart that you are God's beloved, that God loves you very, very much. And we need to hear that today. Why? Because we live in a world, we live in a world that makes us feel unlovable. It tells us that we are unlovable. We live in a world that rejects us. Many of you have been rejected in this room. And this world leaves you wondering and asking the question, am I loved? Some of you guys have been rejected by family members. Some of you have been rejected by siblings, by parents, by grandparents. Some of you have been rejected by your teachers. Some of you have been rejected by the very friends in this room. And tonight, I want you to know that you are God's beloved. You are loved. And I want to give you some ways that you can grow in this grow in your belovedness. So we talked about claiming it last week. Tonight, I want you to know that you can grow in this. This is something like a seed planted in the dirt, and we're going to water it, and you water it with God's word. And so you take God's word, you take the Bible, and you read it, and this seed of the truth that you are God's beloved, that you belong to him, that you're his sons and daughters, it will grow, and you will be saturated in it. You know what I mean by saturated? It means you're soaked completely through with it. It's all inside of you. A saturated sponge, when you squeeze it, all that comes out is water. We want you guys to go through life and that all that comes out of you is love for others. So I have three points for you. The first point is that God chose you. Think about this. God picked you. Before the foundations of the world, you were handpicked. He fell in love with you before you became even you. Before you were even born, God loved you. This is all from God's word. You can find it in God's word. And so I know for some of you, this is hard to believe because our world doesn't choose us. Our world rejects us, right? We're not social media influencers, right? You're not a YouTube channel sensation. We are not the brightest. We are not the smartest. We are not the most athletic. There's always someone better, always someone greater. The world says that we are too fat, too small, too slow, too ugly, and too dumb. The world says that we do not matter. The world makes us forget that we are loved. But when you open the word of God and you open the Bible, you read the words and witness for yourself that God loves you, that God chooses you. And so let me read to you Ephesians 1, 4 through 5. This is God's word spoken to you. If this is the most important thing that I could possibly say to you tonight. I'm going to die one day. I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to lose my life. My words are going to run empty. These words will last forever. These words have lasted from generation to generation. So when I speak them, They've been spoken to others before you. They're eternal words. They're God's words. So listen closely. He chose us. God chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, because he loved, he predestined us for adoption, for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Do you understand that you're chosen? Do you know that you're chosen? 
Adam Jones is a pastor here at Seven Rivers Church. And if you come to Seven Rivers Church, you'll get to meet him. Awesome guy. We love Adam Jones. We love the Jones family. But the Jones family have a very interesting story. I want to tell you the story. So listen to the story. Adam and Ann Jones, they had two children, Sarah and Sam. But one day they decided that they were going to adopt. Have you guys know what adoption is? It's when you choose, you pick a child and you adopt them and you bring them into your family and they take on your last name and they become your child and they get all the rights that every, any other child has. So they choose that they want to adopt a little girl and they pick this little girl all the way in Guatemala who they want to adopt. And so they're with the adoption agency and they're so excited they can't wait to meet this little girl. They're so excited. This is little baby girl. She's beautiful. And then one day the adoption agency called them. They picked up the phone. They said, hello. And the agency said, we're so sorry. But your little girl has cerebral palsy. We've made a mistake. Don't worry. We're going to find you another little girl to adopt. Cerebral palsy is um, a condition that handicaps the body. Adam and Ann Jones had a choice to make that day. They could choose this little girl or they could choose to let her go. They had a choice. Adam said on the phone after the agency stopped, stopped talking, they said, no, no, no. We want this little girl. We choose her. So they adopted Sashi Jones. Sashi is a senior here at Seven Rivers Church, senior at Seven Rivers Christian School. She will graduate this year. Some of you have seen her around. She's a blessing. She's a gift. She's a chosen child. God chooses you. You come to God and you're a mess. You come to God and you have these flaws and these problems and these issues and your family's a mess and your siblings are a mess and everything's a mess and crazy. Your grades are a mess. Your athletics are a mess. Everything is crazy. You look in the mirror and you hate yourself. But God says, no, no, no. I choose you. I love you and I want you. Do you know that you are chosen? Do you know that you are God's beloved? Do you know that? A pastor named Henry Nowen says these words, when I know that I'm chosen, so when you believe that, I, that you're chosen, I know that I have been seen as a special person. Someone has noticed me in my uniqueness and has expressed desire to know me, come closer to me, to love me. As the beloved, we are God's chosen ones. I mean that we have been seen by God from all eternity and seen as unique, special, precious beings from all eternity, long before you were born and became part of history, you existed in God's heart. Before you could even think, you're tattooed on his hands. Before you could even think, before you even knew that you were you, God loved you. Wow. Before the foundations of the earth, he knitted you in the deepest parts of the earth together. He knitted you in your mother's womb. You are God's beloved. And if you're here tonight and you hate yourself, if you're here tonight and you're your own worst critic, if you're here tonight and you tear yourself down all the time and you feel like you've lost touch with your chosenness, 
You feel like you've lost touch with your belovedness? I want you to know, because in Jesus, because in Jesus you become beloved. It has nothing to do with you. Jesus became hated so that you can become beloved. Do you know this? It has nothing to do with you, your belovedness. God simply chooses you. Why? Because of Jesus? Jesus, God's son, came to earth and he died on the cross. He lived a perfect life. The penalty for sin is death. That's what we deserve. And he lived perfectly. He didn't deserve to die, but yet he died. Why? So that him who was chosen, Jesus who was chosen, could transfer his chosenness to you. And you become chosen. He didn't deserve to die. He died. He took the penalty so that you could be set free. So that you can be the chosen one. That's the gospel. So God chose you and God blesses you. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Bless, uh, places. Do you guys know what a blessing is? A blessing is God's favor. God's affirmation. God's approval. God's love. A blessing to be blessed is for God to go, you're my man. You're my girl. Heck yeah. Awesome. To be blessed is to have a dad in the stands watching you play sports and be screaming his face off because he's so pumped that his child's playing in the arena, playing in the field. That's being blessed. That's God's favor. God watches over your life and he's like, Woo! Let's go, baby! That's my girl! That's my boy! I love them! God watches your life take place and he says, yes, yes. Aren't they so awesome? Aren't they so good? When God created human beings, he didn't just say they were good. This is Genesis 1. When God created you, he said, you're very good. You're just not good. You're very good. You make things better. Do you know that? You're made in God's image. Do you know that? You have his favor. You have his love. He sings over you. He rejoices over you. And you may be sitting here, you go, man, I just don't think, I don't deserve it. Have you seen my life, Mikey? Have you seen the things that I go through and walk through? Don't you know that I don't deserve it? You haven't seen what I've done. You haven't seen what I thought, what I've said, how I behaved. I have regrets. Some of you feel like you don't deserve God's blessing. You run a list in your head over and over again of all the reasons why people shouldn't love you, why people and your family reject you. You have reasons for that. You, you probably think that you're the reason why your parents got a divorce. That's probably you. You probably think you're the reason why your friends don't include you. You've hurt people. You've done things that you regret. You've sinned. You've been sinned against. Every time you sin, listen to me, Every time that you do something against God's love that's not in alignment with his love, and every time you experience sin, every time you experience someone do something to you that's not in alignment with God's love, the belief of your belovedness falls apart. That's why you got to read this. You got to read God's word. You got to know it every single day. Because what sin does, and our world is full of sin, what sin does, it affirms, it approves And it says, you 
are worthless. You are trash. You belong in the dumpster. You don't have any meaning. That's what sin does to you. When sin invades my life, when I'm sinned against and when I sin, I hate myself. Oh, I hate myself. I speak curses inside my heart towards myself because I'm affirmed that I am unlovable and that I am worthless. To you who feel this way tonight, I want you to know this. Listen to me. God's favor, listen. Oh man, this is, this is good news. God's favor and God's blessing for you has nothing to do with what you've done, said, or what has been done or said to you. You guys hear me? His favor, his blessing, his love has, is not based on any condition that you do something for him, that you be good, that you be nice, that you be perfect, that you get straight A's, that you make the team, that you um, please your parents, that you don't annoy your siblings. It has nothing to do with that. What does it have everything to do with? It has everything to do with Jesus. Listen, Ephesians 2.5 says this, even when you were dead, Wow, that's a strong word. Even when you were dead in your sins, he made us alive together in Jesus. By grace, you have been saved. Ephesians 2.8, for by grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. This is not what you've done. You're not saved by your own doing. It is a gift from God. When you guys were very little, Tripp is about to turn one years old on Friday. He is about to get a basketball hoop a little tykes basketball hoop. He has done nothing to deserve that. He can't even wipe his own butt, okay? All he does every morning is wake up, he's crying, and I gotta take him, I gotta take his diaper off, I gotta wipe his butt, I gotta put the diaper back on, and then guess what, 30 minutes later, I'm doing it again. <laughs> he poops everywhere, he pees everywhere. He has done nothing to earn the basketball hoop. And he's turning one. Guess what? All of you guys were the same way, okay? And so was I. But yet, I was given gifts. Yet, there was something given to me based on nothing that I earned, nothing that I deserved. I didn't earn it. Tripp doesn't, didn't earn it. He didn't deserve it. And yet, he's going to be given it. It's a gift. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with my love for Tripp. I just love that, dude. Man, I could get me some trip right now. Where is he? I need to find him. I need to go find him. I want to give him a hug. I want to give him a kiss. That's my boy. I'm like, yeah, that's my boy, baby. I love that dude. Listen, I'm telling you, that's how God feels about you. If I'm an earthly dad, what can a heavenly dad feel for you? What can a dad that's perfect feel for you? He loves you. He's crazy about you. He gives you a good gift. The gift is his, is his son. You receive rescue from your sin. This is, this is the kicker. This is, don't, listen to this. You receive love, you receive grace through Jesus, not by anything you can do or accomplish. Don't, stop trying so hard. Stop trying to prove yourself. You have a gift. The gift is Jesus. That's your blessing. God blesses you. God gave you his only son. Man, I would not give you guys trip. I'm telling you that right now. God gave you, though, his only son so that you may be saved. That's John 3, 16. God gave you his beloved son, who his favor rests upon, who his blessing rests upon, so that you can be blessed. Do you see that when Jesus 
died on the cross, he became cursed. Death is the ultimate sign of sin revealed. It's the ultimate separation from a relationship. It's when someone dies. You don't see them anymore. They go away. God let his son die, let his son become cursed so that you can have life, so that you can be blessed. God chose you. God blesses you. And thirdly, this is where it's really sweet. You're broken, right? You got problems. God heals you. God will heal you. you hear me this. Hear, hear this with me. God's going to heal you. God will heal you. You may be sitting here. You feel broken. You feel weak. You spend a lot of energy trying to prove yourself. Man, you spent a lot of energy trying to prove that you're loved. And by doing so, you've been trying to earn your worth. And in so doing, you've ignored your pain. You guys got problems. You have pains. You ignore it. You've ignored your hurt. You do everything you can, though, to numb that. You get on your computer, your iPad, your phone to numb yourself from reality. You avoid at all costs from looking in the mirror. You rather look at other people. You hide your insecurities. You cover up your mess. I mean, you, your brokenness. You cover up your mess and your brokenness and your sin like makeup is and lipstick and mask and stylish clothes and nice shoes, gym memberships, girlfriends, boyfriends, friendships, great sports and lies and so much more. You cover it up and cover it up and cover it up over and over again trying to say, hey world, look at me. Look at my post. Look at my Instagram account. Am I not lovable? That's what you're asking. Am I lovable? And you base it on whether people like you or not. With a click of a button, you base it on that. You are hiding your pain because it's, it hurts. It really does hurt. Every day you wake up, though, and you feel dead on the inside. Am I, you guys feel that? Every day you wake up and pretend that everything is okay when it's not. You go to school and you smile. You laugh. You go with the flow. But on the inside, on the inside, you're screaming. On the inside, you're crying. On the inside, you're falling apart. And you have wounds that go very deep. Deep wounds that cover, that you try to cover up. You just slap band-aids on them. You're like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And it's just like a gaping hole. You're like, I gotta put some band-aids in here and stuff it in and be like, I'm good, guys. I'm cool. Yeah, blood is cool. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, we're cool, right? Check me out. I'm awesome. And, and, and what you need, your wounds are so deep. What you need is not band-aids, but you need surgery. You need someone to go inside there, clean that up, Grass skin from your thigh, stick it on, and grab more skin and stick it on. You need to be in the hospital for maybe a year. You need help. Let me tell you, you need help. Tonight, listen, know this. Know that God heals you. I'm telling you right now, if you feel dead on the inside, know that God is a life giver. In his love, you will find healing. In knowing that Jesus loves you, you will be redeemed. You will be restored. You will be made new. God will heal your brokenness. Let me prove it with God's word. Psalm 147. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You guys catching the picture here? This is not me. This is God talking. Jeremiah 3. Return, O faithless sons. I will heal, heal your faithlessness. 1 Peter 2. He himself, Jesus bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds and his hands and his feet, you have been healed. Are you guys catching the picture here? Isaiah 53, Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. 
How does God heal you? How will God heal you? Jesus will become the wounded in your life. Jesus is the victim, not you. The ultimate thing broken about you and I is not that our families are falling apart. It's not that our grades are terrible. It's not that we don't have enough followers on Instagram, that we, people don't like us or people don't love us. It's that we have a broken relationship with God, our Father, who's crazy about you. You can't hear him singing over you. You can't feel his love for you. He feels very far away. He feels very much gone to you. You're missing it. Don't you want him? That's our problem. And we miss it because of our sin. Jesus bore our sins though. On the cross, he bore our sins. And because he took on our sins by his wounds, we are healed. Now our relationship with God is healed. And because of our, all because of Jesus, nothing be, that you've done. Because our relationship with Jesus, we get to be God's beloved children. Our brokenness, our sin, our wounds become the very thing where Jesus is found. The very thing that is broken about you is where God screams, you're my beloved. That's the very place that he screams that. Jesus became broken on the cross so that you can be healed. You don't have to hide. You don't have to cover up. You don't have to pretend anymore. You can embrace your brokenness, confess your sin, look in the mirror, and you can turn from it over and over again because God loves you. So step towards your brokenness. Don't run from it. If you're having a bad day, tell someone, I'm having a bad day. To know your pain is to know Jesus. To know your pain is to feel what he felt on the cross when he was abused on the cross. To know your pain is to know Jesus. So do you know your pain? Some of you here, ignore it. Don't ignore it. Do you know that Jesus heals you? Do you know that in the end, with a relationship with Jesus, a day is coming where there will be no more pain and no more, no more tears and no more death? At the end of time, Revelation 21, Jesus will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither there shall be mourning or crying nor pain anymore. For the, all those things would have passed away. That's the day I'm living for. You're going to be healed. God chose you. God blesses you. God heals you. There are four things that you guys should practice to grow in this belovedness, okay? Because God chose you, be grateful. Because of the truth that you're chosen, be grateful. You don't deserve it. He chose you. Your first pick on his team. Be grateful. Because of these truths, pray. Sit down, spend time talking to God and saying, God, I need you. I love you. Speak to me. Listen. Saturate yourself with these truths. Take one of these verses and just read over it a few times. Pray. Three, because of these truths, be vulnerable. Be honest. Don't hide your sin anymore. There's nothing that you have done. There's nothing that you have done that makes God love you more or love you less. Nothing. You guys catching me? There's nothing. And then thirdly, um, and then, sorry, fourthly, um, because of these truths, be generous. Give yourself away. God gave you his only son. Give away your money. Give away your lunch. Give away 
your old shoes, your new shoes. Buy people's shoes. Buy people clothes. Buy people stuff. Give it away. Give away your car. Give away your family. Give away your time. Give away everything. Just give it away. Why? Because you were given so much. So be grateful. Pray. Okay? Be grateful. Pray. Be honest. And be generous. This is, this is the water that will grow you in your belovedness. Those things will bring you great life, doing those things. As long as you're doing them because you know you're beloved because of Jesus. You are God's beloved. Grow deep in this truth. Let me pray for you, and we're going to play some dodgeball, okay?